Many different faiths from around the world have a rich tradition of pilgrimage. Some UUs travel to Transylvania, where our Unitarian heritage was born. Our own youth are planning a pilgrimage of their own, journeying to Boston. And you see on the wall over here, their um, track to fundraising for that trip. Many Buddhists make a journey to Lubini, the birthplace of the Buddha. Catholics might travel to the Vatican City. Protestants to Wittenberg in Germany. Those who practice Islam make a pilgrimage to Mecca. And many of our Jewish siblings might journey to Jerusalem, as was also true for the ancient people of Israel. Psalm 122 in the Old Testament is written about such a journey. I share this psalm with you now. How I rejoiced when they said to me, let's go to the house of Yahweh. And now our feet are standing within your gates, Jerusalem. Jerusalem restored, the city one united whole. Here the tribes ascend, the tribes of Yahweh. They come to praise Yahweh's name as God commanded Israel. Here where the tribunals of justice are, the judgment seats of David's house. Pray for peace within Jerusalem. May those who love you prosper. May peace be within your walls. For the sake of my family and friends, I say, peace be within you. For the sake of Yahweh our God, I will seek your good. In this psalm, we hear the story of a traveler who was on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. Jerusalem at the time of David was a part, wasn't part of any one tribe of Israel, but rather a spiritual and political center for a united kingdom. Jerusalem was also the place where people would bring matters of dispute, seeking justice. And for the people of ancient Israel, Jerusalem was the place where their God made his presence known. This passage from the book of Psalms is among a group of Psalms titled Pilgrim Songs. Not only do these songs tell the, songs tell the story of a pilgrimage to Jerusalem, but it's also believed that these Psalms have been sung by those who were themselves making a journey to this holy land. The traveler in this song has just arrived within the city gates, and they are filled with anticipation at the arrival in this holy city. Anticipation in the connections they may find with one another, anticipation at being in the presence of their God, and anticipation in the justice 
they hope for. I envision this group of weary travelers as they arrive in the city of Jerusalem, singing their songs of praise and prayer, and I am reminded of the hymn we often sing in our faith tradition, the one we sang together just a few moments ago. Come, come, whoever you are, wanderer, worshiper, lover of leaving, Ours is no caravan of despair. Come, yet again, come. These words were written by the 13th century poet Rumi, and we sing this often as a welcome or an opening in our services. And then there's also that descant. Though you've broken your vows a thousand times, much like the travelers from the Old Testament, we too are on a journey. A journey seeking wholeness, connection to something larger than ourselves, connection perhaps to a God known by many names and by no name at all. And in this journey, we know that we will stumble, we'll break our promises, to each other, to the universe, and to ourselves. But this traveling song invites us to come yet again, come, to be renewed in our connections, to make promises again, striving always to live into the covenant that we make with one another. Like the ancient people of Israel, we come weary from the journey, but filled with joy and seeking connection. Upon their arrival in the city, the travelers from our passage pray for peace, prosperity, and security. They offer peace and blessings to one another, and they renew their commitment to seeking good in the world. Though they've broken their vows a thousand times, still they come, offering prayer and in the spirit of anticipation, open to the experience of the holy. James Luther Mays, an Old Testament scholar and theologian, describes this pilgrimage of the people of Israel in three ways. The first, he says, is, a pilgrim, is pilgrimage as a journey of joy. While we know that journeys such as this would have been difficult for many reasons, but the traveler begins this passage by remembering the joy they felt in saying yes to the journey. Most summers, my daughters and I make a pilgrimage of sorts to the place where I grew up just outside of Kansas City. Our journey is long as we usually drive the 17 hours, but it's also filled with joy. There's great anticipation as we pack our suitcases and load our car. We start early in the morning, even before the summer sun rises in the sky. My children are older now, but I remember driving across the open plains 
with the radio blasting, all three of us singing along, or those quiet moments that lend themselves to conversations that seemed easier to have when you're in the car driving. I know the sense of anticipation that I feel with every fiber of my being as the city skyline comes into view for the first time. A knowing that this is a moment of connection to the people who knew me before I knew myself, to my ancestors, those who still walk this earth, and those who, even though they have passed on, feel closer in this place. And the way I feel connected and grounded when my feet touch the earth that formed me, the same earth where I used to run barefoot in the grass as a child. Yes, pilgrimage is a journey of joy. Mays also describes pilgrimage as a journey of unity, and not just any unity, but he says harmonious unity lost in ordinary life. Let me say that again. Pilgrimage is a journey of harmonious unity lost in ordinary life. The last two and a half years have left many of us longing for unity and harmony. We are so often divided that even open dialogue can feel hopeless. And recently there have been calls from many to be mindful of what we say and the ideas that we put out into the world. It seems that somewhere along the way, some seem to have forgotten that our words matter. How we speak to one another matters and has consequences. We long for connection, connection that is real and honest, connection that says, I see you. Your life is precious. You are beautiful and holy. Lastly, Mays identifies pilgrimage as a journey in search of justice. And as we celebrate and honor the life, legacy, and vision of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. this weekend, I am reminded that yes, we need more harmony, but oh, do we also need justice. In the words of the late Congressman John Lewis, never, never be afraid to make some noise and get into trouble, good trouble. As Dr. King demonstrated by his example, we must be willing to seek equality and justice in its many forms, because there can be no peace if there is not justice. There can be no freedom if freedom does not apply to each and every one of us. And there can be no beloved community if we are not willing to draw the circle wider until it encompasses all. Those of us whose experiences have been centered, 
who walk through this world experiencing privileges that we did nothing to earn, have an obligation to move the boundaries and center the experiences of those on the margins. In the Psalms, our traveler ends the passage by declaring, I will seek your good. May we too seek to do what is good and just. And so as we find ourselves with a new year of opportunity unfolding before us, I invite us all to view this coming year as a pilgrimage, a journey. If the past three years have taught us anything, it's that we know not what lies ahead of us. Life is full of uncertainty. But as we make our way, may we find joy in the journey, even when it is difficult. May we seek honest, open connection that leads us closer to that harmonious unity. Unity with each other, unity with the God of our hearts, and unity within ourselves. And may we always, always journey in search of a more just world for all. Blessed be and amen.